You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, here we go again with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we're going to try not to overreact after the debacle last night. And no, it is not time to panic, but there's definitely things the Rangers need to work on, starting with the defense. And my God, those forward line combinations. Don't go too crazy, David Quinn, please. (laughs) I mean, after a 4 nothing loss, I think you kind of do need to change it up a bit, especially when there was so much hype around, like, just getting out there and I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, but you know, David Quinn always changes the line combinations. Like he does it during the games. Like he was doing that second period, maybe. He was shifting, he shifted Lafreniere up. I know that for a fact. Kako went up and down a couple times last last night. And then in practice today, Kako moved down. And the thing that bothers me the most, Gauthier, Julian Gauthier he was probably the best skater the Rangers had last night and he gets bumped down to the fourth line in practice today. So I, I don't, I really don't understand why you would think after, after the effort he showed last game that, you know, you give him a promotion because he's earned it, but no, you give your, your top guys that didn't show up the same ice time, instead of dropping a guy like Buchnevich or Kreider, you uh, punish a guy that shouldn't be punished. And I don't agree with that. I mean, yeah, I see what you're saying. And it's it's kind of a game of chance, though. So when you look at lineup combinations, especially during a game, um, from experience, um, during games, I've been moved up and down lines. I could tell you that for a fact. I've been sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it, it, it works out really well. Like, you can, be, you can be boosted up to a line with a guy that you haven't really played with, and you sort of instantly click. I can only talk as a defenseman, so I only have one other player to play with on my line specifically. But sometimes, like in the rhythm of a game, let's say you're having a really good game, he bumps you up. And you mm-hmm. just carry that mojo along, you know what I mean? Sometimes it works out well. Sometimes you're moved up and down, and it's hard for you to kind of get back into that rhythm. And I think that if you keep messing with the lines, especially the forward lines, it's really tough for those players to gain chemistry with each other. And um, that's one issue that I have with Quinn doing all of this. And, and look, sometimes it works out fantastically. And I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but sometimes it's just a little much. Um, and, and, and to your point about like specifically like Gauthier being put on the fourth line, I think sometimes it's more of like a, he wants to make a he wants to put out a message for the team, not necessarily that player. Like Gautier must like might just be um an effect of like what he wants to, to tell his team, right? It's not against Gautier himself, but he wants to send a message and that's how he's gonna send his message. You know what I mean? Like Kako. He said he moved he moved down Kako to the third line and put Lafreniere in his place on the second line. And he was like, Look, like 
Kako didn't have a terrible game, and it's not necessarily against him. I'm just trying to send a message here. Um, so, so that's how I look at it. I see what you're saying about the whole, you know, you have, you're trying to send a message, right? Um, but I think what Quinn is doing with D'Angelo right now, if you, if you haven't heard D'Angelo was not practicing with the team today, he practiced with the taxi squad. He practiced first and that is not a good sign. Yeah. He had a very, very bad game, but when you're, best defenseman is not skating with your your real team that's a problem like one of your best if not the best defenseman one of your best defensemen is not skating with your team at practice that's a problem and i think that's a clear that's a bigger message to the team that's going to see because everyone's going to know about uh tony because he's one of the most popular players in that locker room as compared to like goche who's uh pretty new right mm-hmm yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I just, I, I think that having D'Angelo go on the practice squad or the taxi squad practice with them sends a bigger message to the team rather than, like, moving Gauthier down. Yeah, 100%. And I think, honestly, I think that move has kind of two sides to it, the D'Angelo move. I think it, one, it sends a message to the team, like you said. Right. Um, that no one's really, um, no one can get by here. Like, I don't care who you are. You have to come out and you have to produce. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I could, I can easily send you down the lineup. Like you say, the Quinn bin, I could send you to the yeah. Quinn bin. I don't really care who you are. You could be the leading points getter in the NHL. Like, I don't care if you're not doing what I tell you, you're going to sit in the Quinn bin. But I think that in this particular case, he's also sending a message to D'Angelo. And look, I mean, we've been, we've been supporters of D'Angelo from the beginning. I mean, he's, we don't we don't care about political leanings we just care about hockey we say that all the time but at a certain extent like the players actions and and uh words kind of come back to the team he represents the the, the rangers he does mm-hmm. any player on the rangers represents that organization and honestly he just needs to learn how to like shut his mouth honest and he, and he knows that that if he if he literally just shuts up all the problems go away but he won't shut his mouth and he just keeps finding himself in problems and Quinn is like, you know what? You're going to keep doing this and you're going to be sent down. You know, like there's nothing else to it. And I think D'Angelo's just got to mature. He's got to understand like he needs to bite the bullet sometimes. And that's what Quinn's showing him. I hope, I hope D'Angelo learns a lesson at this. He, he, he screwed up big time. He got burned again by, by Barzell. Like that was just, this terrible. I'm not even going to blame Johnson for, for, you know, dumping the puck off the boards or whoever it hit, they hit the ref and then it came back and it came back to, I guess, Barzell and then Barzell skated in, made a move at the blue line and D'Angelo just had no effort whatsoever, whatsoever. uh, It looked like just like the rest of the team, they, they really were lackluster. They came out of the gate slow. They looked the same exact team as in that three game playoff series against Carolina. That's exactly what I saw. Someone, yeah, exactly. Someone tweeted like, we're, we finally get Rangers hockey and we find that they're, that they didn't show up just like they did in August. Yeah. You know, Once I think they finally get it back. We find that they don't show up. They, the Rangers just decide not to show up. And that's what it looked like last night. And I want to see exciting hockey. I want to see competitive hockey. I don't want to see slow, 
slow, sluggish, you know, lackluster effort. No one wants to see that. We want to see goals and stuff. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get that feeling where it's like, oh my god, we're never gonna score. We're never gonna score. Like where we have the the opportunity to score. You know what I'm talking about? You yeah. ever get that feeling? Yeah, it's like, like even even yesterday, like we get a good chance, and I'm just sitting there like not even excited because I'm like, I know they're not gonna put it in here. Yeah, like it, like once that once that no goal call was happened, I was just like, all right, yeah, we're done. We're really, done. I thought I thought right after that, I thought we we had a big push after that. We had a big momentum swing after that. I thought even we were before that, in. that whole that everything leading up to that to the puck going into the net was good. Like that right. was momentum was in our favor, and we just needed it to stand on the board. Yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. But no, but no. I think I think the way they played the is. I think the way they played is also kind of a product of, I guess, all of Rangers media and Twitter, I guess, kind of, we had, we had so much time to look and dissect this team and be excited about the new prospects we got in, be excited about the redemption tour of Kako. And we kind of (laughs) took it and ran with it. You know what I mean? And, and this kind of just took us back to reality. Like, yeah, we have some good players. We have some good up-and-coming players, but we are also the youngest team in the NHL, and we have to understand that, and we have to know that there's going to be growing pains. And I think that was just shown yesterday. Um, and we just got to understand that it's going to take some time. Um, I mean, if we see this reoccurring, obviously there's going to be a problem. I think there already is a problem with our defensive core. I think we don't know how to play defense, and that might just mm-hmm. be that we 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 brought in whatever his name is i can't even Jack, pronounce his Jacques name Martin. yeah Jacques Martin for for that structure and it it looks honestly i'm gonna say it even looks worse than lindy ruff's defensive structure which is is tough for me to say because it's only one game i understand that but it, it might just be an adjustment period um he didn't have I a lot can't... of time to work at all with this team what did he have like a week at training camp and then straight into game so that might be a factor as well and you I have a lot of inexperienced guys so uh, I can't, I can't like say that it's worse because the last three years at the start of the season, like within like the first five games, the Rangers defense gave up so many odd man rushes. Every single game, there was at least two or three odd man rushes, whether or not the other team scored or not, doesn't matter. They still happened. I know last year it happened at the beginning. We were getting, that first game uh, against Winnipeg definitely happened. The year before that, it definitely happened uh, in 2018-19, Quinn's first year. And then last night it happened. So I'm yeah. not going to judge Jacques Martin uh, already. It's just there's too many guys pinching up in the play, and it's not structured. We need – I really I really miss John Tortorella. Can you imagine if we had him behind the bench? Yeah. As like with that defensive structure? You already saw what he did with our team years ago. Now you you'd give him – a more talented team guys that can get can skate fast and move the puck and score offensive talent you know like that'd be hard to beat yeah you're right? Right. like that's what that's 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 what we want to see we want to see solid structured defensive hockey they're, they're they are raw like ryan mead said it's raw talent but there's you got to get you got to have some structure and you know jack johnson doesn't really help that I think having a guy like Brendan Smith in there is good. I think that when, uh, like you said, it is raw talent, but how you get structured is, is time. You need time. Yeah. 
You need time for these guys. Last year, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're 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 pressed for time though because it's a shortened season. So right, right, and I understand that. But I mean, I don't think this season's really that important. I mean, it's important in the aspect of like you want your guys to develop, you want your guys to get those reps in. But like in the grand grand scheme of things, like as a team, it it really doesn't matter as much if we make the playoffs or not. Obviously, it'll give us some good experience. But um, I don't know. I think we need a lot of work defensively. Um, I think the guys are young. They'll definitely um, learn as they go along. But Keandre, to me, had a very, very bad game. It's his first game, man. It's okay, just... yes, yes. Look, watch. He came out his first couple shifts. Honestly, he looked like he was all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, he settled down a little bit, and then he just sat on the bench. Which I don't get. Like we we were down three nothing as it is, four nothing probably at that mm-hmm. time. Like, and then you you just give Jack Johnson more minutes instead of putting out Keandre. I know the kid didn't look good, but like, like you're gonna lose anyways. You understand that at mm-hmm. this point. Like, just yeah, put him yeah. out there. I saw Johnson out there a whole lot in yeah. the first period. I think he had the highest ice time out of everybody on the Rangers during the he first might've. period. He might. I, I saw a tweet. I liked it. Uh, I'll go back and look at it, but it was. Like, why are you playing? Why are you playing this guy if he's solely the reason for two of the three goals Islanders just scored? Mm-hmm. Literally, the first one—I don't even remember what the first one was. He gave the puck up, right? The first one. Uh, the second one was when he he hit the linesman. Yeah, but the yeah. first one, I think he was just like completely out of position. But with him, like I I told you before. Like, I'm completely over the Jack Johnson, like, captain jokes. Like, like I don't even want to hear those things anymore because, like, he's – like, we've actually seen how bad he is now. And I yeah. just can't I, – I literally just can't deal with it. He – he's just – oh, my God, he's terrible. It was really, really bad to watch. He reminds me of – like, the, how they used him in that first game is how they used Dan Boyle years ago when when he was on the team mm-hmm. i remember in the playoffs the rangers put kept putting dan boyle 38 year old dan boyle that can't even skate anymore could barely move and could only shoot the puck on the ice at the same time as alex ovechkin and expected him to defeat uh, to defend him and you know what ovechkin did he shot the puck right through his freaking legs and went barred down on lundquist maybe not barred down but he rifled it past lundquist that's yeah. what I saw last night. I saw a very incompetent pylon playing defense. Yeah. I think it's also, I was going to say this before, but I saw this tweet. I think Mercagliano put it out. The Islanders in the past, what was it? Three months? Have they played in the past three months? He said they played, I forget. So he said a certain amount of time. In the same amount of time, the Rangers played three games and the Islanders played 22. So that that also puts it into his perspective. Like this Islanders team has played a, a get together a lot. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals together. They're literally an oiled machine at this point with Trotz and the bench. So, like, it was expected coming in, right? Like this this team is a very good team. They play yeah, no, solid no defensive doubt, 100%. hockey, and they 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 play a team that's young and experienced. For the most part, haven't even played a game in the NHL. So, um, I think that. Like you said, it's no time to panic. We obviously have a lot to work on, but that's just how it is when you have young guys, young players. And um, I think I think right now a lot of people are, are harping on Quinn. 
and saying, oh, fire Quinn, fire Quinn. But this is literally, like, I say just trust the process for now. See where it goes. See how the season goes. I mean, if this play continues, obviously something needs to change. But I think right now they should just ride the wave. They, they're, 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 they're upward trajectory. Like, nothing to be afraid of. Um, just keep working. Keep going. Um, and get back out there Saturday night. If they want to win the game on Saturday, like, okay, every game is important. This is not just like one of 56. This yeah. is, this is, you have to look at it as one of seven. Right. Right. And we're already 0-1 against the Islanders. We have to win yep. at least, at least, um, what's a winning record? Four, four out of the seven games, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They got to start strong. You got to get the first goal. 100%. Like because- I said on the post game, Georgiev's going to be in goal. So, you know, maybe it'll change up the whole mindset who knows but that's that's another thing this Islanders team plays very they they're extremely comfortable playing with the lead yeah they don't they do not make mistakes whatsoever exactly they they, had, they lock it down crazy and it's once not they, like if you get to a point where you're down two goals it's going to be really really difficult to 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 come back you'd have to get a garbage goal and by garbage i mean throw the puck on net and have it deflect off one of their skaters yeah. or one of your skaters off a body, off your ass or something like that, off your knee. Like that's, that's what you got to do. If you want to, if you want to make a comeback like that, you can't just try and cut into the inside or make a cross ice pass because they'll defend it every single time. Yep. That's the, the Islanders after they gave, after they scored those first two, I think they blocked 17 shots like in a row. Like it, you just can't, and then I see guys like, okay, this is this is what I don't get, like Buchnevich. He was extremely, I forget, did he play in the KHL before he came over? Yeah. So in the KHL, I forgot what league it was, but in the KHL, he was, he, he, he was like, he was one of the most talented guys there. He would literally like weave through guys. He would, he was dominant yeah. over yeah. there. He came to the NHL, learned that it wasn't all about that. He had to use his body and it took him a big adjustment. And obviously he's still, he's still adjusting, right? Yeah. I see the guy go into the he's literally skating into into the Islander zone with two defensemen on him. And instead of going to the outside of the players and trying to skate around them or just going to the outside and looking for a play, he literally just skates in between both of them and tries to dangle them. Cuts the like, inside. Like like this that doesn't work. That hockey never works. Uh, you're told that every single level don't make the highlight real play. Literally just bear down, get into the zone and make a play. Like why why do you feel the need to just skate right into two defensemen? Mm-hmm. I never got that and I never will get that. Um like as a player, I'm a pretty meat and potatoes guy. I gotta say that. <laughs> like I'm not one that's gonna go out there and try and dangle everyone. If I get the opportunity, sure, but like I I just I don't I don't get that at all. Like that, mm-hmm. like if, if you do that to me as a defenseman, if you try and skate inside and try and dangle me, you're literally just getting flatlined. Get a body. You're yeah. You're literally just getting destroyed, and I don't care. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just how it goes, and especially in a game like that, you're not going to pull that off. Mm-hmm. And you need you to know, learn that and understand that. That lose coughing up the puck and is is one of the most frustrating things. And to go along with that, we didn't win that many faceoffs. Mm. We probably barely had much offensive zone time i don't know how it's measured or like how much like zone time we had but that was a frustrating game that's yeah, like whole- almost as frustrating as playing against a trap yeah i don't think we playing had- against a trap is bullshit i hate 
the trap. The one, three, one is the most BS formation defensive structure you could have. It's so cheap. You just clog the neutral zone and just be like, all right, yeah, dump it and try and get around us. It freaking works though. <laughs> I know it works. It's just, it's just so stupid. It's, it's, like, just, it, it's mind numbing hockey though. It makes you want to shoot yourself. It, it is. It's yeah. not fun to watch. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> I don't want to watch that. I get PTSD every time I see three players in the neutral zone from 2015 when the Rangers got shut out in game seven. I told right. you about this. Right. I cannot look at the trap. This is, I know this might be just like, I, I think I brought this up before, but I think our team is structured in a, like we're a fast paced team. We're a skilled team. And I think we're missing a lot of the like lower six half. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you kind of bring those guys in once you have the group that you know can contend for a cup. But right now, like looking at our bottom six, we still have finesse guys in our bottom six. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah, I think to an extent, raw. they're raw. They're raw. I think to an extent, you do need a, a, some sort of talent on your bottom six, but you need guys that could grind it out. You know what I mean? Especially in this division, mm-hmm. you yeah. need guys that can come in. Like, look, I, I say this all the time. Tampa never able to break break through to the finals got swept they have the best team in the nhl not able to make it that far they were all they were built on finesse they were built on finesse then they get who they get blake coleman coleman and patrick maroon Maroon. yes yes those guys can hit bodies they can grind you down deep those are the guys that you need on your bottom six that's what that's that's literally what the islanders have too yep their whole johnston and clutterbuck no, and their Matt whole Martin. team is that. That right. like, they they can score obviously too, but like even Anders Lee is gonna get in there. He's gonna get in the boards. He's gonna fight for the I, puck. I like, think people are talking about. We've talked about like how the Rangers have a plethora of of defensemen, young defensemen yeah. that they could move. I think they either move one of those defensemen for a forward or trade one of the younger bottom six forwards for an older an older guy. That's mm-hmm. like maybe 28, 28 see, to 30. See, but that that's a problem right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's an immediate problem because you want to trade for that guy when you think you can make a run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't want to you don't want to get that 28-year-old and then by the time he gets like 30, 32, like he's not going to be useful anymore. Right, no, you no, no. but I'm saying if you want to be competitive this year, you're right. going to have to that's make, make a trade do. like yeah. that. But but they're not. They're not they're they're not going to do that this year. Honestly, I think from the recent moves of D'Angelo, I think honest and if if they're serious about trade talks with Dubois, I think he he they can definitely make a package around him. For so like D'Angelo would be included for for Dubois. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely a possibility at this point. I mean, I know I might be overreacting. Bro, I don't want to think time. about. You know why I don't want to think about that? Because if John Tortorello gets his hands on D'Angelo, you like he could turn him into like literally the best defenseman ever. Maybe. Maybe. I'm 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 serious. I'm serious. I, I don't know, He's man. already turned Seth Jones into like what like one of the best defensemen in the game. I think he's pretty underrated Seth Jones. Seth, jo- Seth Jones and Wierenski is a great combination. Great great line right there. I love those guys. Not to mention Torts is Italian and so is D'Angelo. So, <laughs> you got that chemistry going. Yeah, uh, t- dude. I I mean, I might be overreacting because okay, yeah, it's one it's one game he's scratched for. I don't even know if he's scratched on Saturday, 
Um, but, but yeah, after, okay, this, we've said this, I've texted you about this, but seeing that D'Angelo might not play on Saturday and then hearing that, that, uh, Smith and Johnson are in the lineup just scares me to death after the defensive performance we just showed. Mm-hmm. I think Potato sk- skated, but, but I get what you're saying. It's cause for concern. Yeah. D'Angelo. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Anything else you want to add before we uh, close it out? I think I'm good. I mean, I just want to say, like, like, yeah, that game sucked. Yeah. And the next one might suck, too. And the one after that might suck as well. But we're going to eventually start putting it together. Who, who's play, who are we playing after the Islanders? We're playing the Devils and then Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, if we don't beat the Islanders, we're going to have to beat the crap out of the Devils. Which I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to – They, they took the, take they everybody took, seriously. They took the Bruins to freaking OT. Or the shootout, actually. Uh, I'm looking at this thing where it's like, it's kind of time on ice, but I don't know at what point this was in the game. It says Jack Johnson, two, two minutes, and then Truba, 154, and everyone else is less than that. I don't know at what point. Truba played a great game, though. Got to hand it to the guy. At At first, he sucked, but towards the end, that was some of the best defense I've seen him play. Definitely. I told you. Like, the one where he bodied the, the Islander... On the the penalty kill. The penalty kill, yep. And then he sent it down the ice. That was the defense that we need from him. Not just on that one play. All the time. Yeah. That's what that's what we paid him for. Eight million dollars to do that. Also, just to note, like, yeah, we didn't have a lot of offensive time, but that also might be because we took seven penalties throughout the game. Like you're not, you're not going to do anything offensively if you take seven penalties and there's no way you're winning a hockey game in the NHL with seven penalties at any level. You're not going to win a game. Too many men on the ice has got to stop. We've been doing it for so long. Even since Quinn's first year, we've, we've done that. So we were probably first in the league since Quinn Quinn started (laughs) in too many men on the ice penalties. That'd be a cool stat to look up. I wouldn't be surprised if we're top five since 2018-19. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> that's that's that and delay of game is the worst the worst penalty. I don't think the Rangers do uh, take delay of game penalties often, but they do take uh, the bench minor. Yeah, and the six yeah. six men on the ice is it's not good. I also, right. want to add in if you liked our live tweeting, Joey's live tweeting actually. Uh, for, for on Thursday's game, let us know at Ice Cold Takes Pod on Twitter, and then his post game reactions as well on our Instagram at the Boys in Blue ninety four. Go check yep. that out. Yep, that's coming. That's staying. Uh, yep. the people have spoken and they love it. What was the, What was the final vote count? The fi- honestly, I I didn't uh, let me check. It's right probably now. still when going I, now, right? Yeah, when I checked, it was it was like forty eight to eight. I don't know who would vote against it. Crazy mm. minds right there. Uh, it says 87% yes and 13% nah. There we go. Um, so yeah, Joey, Joey will keep those going. Um, his, his live uncensored, <laughs> unedited, uh, rants, which are always yeah. fun to hear. I'm not, I'm not EDP uncensored, but <laughs> <laughs> that, he might that, get there. He might get there if the Rangers oh throw my. another dookie. Yeah. If they keep doing this, this is like. I'm gonna lose years off my life. <laughs> you're gonna start to you're gonna start seeing some gray hairs. I'm only 20. I'm gonna I'm gonna have gray hairs. 
<laughs> All right. To all the Ranger fans, enjoy the game on Saturday and stay tuned for next time. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.